With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And you have made it to the best part of your week, TGIF Friday edition of the show. And we are rocking and rolling right now of a number one form for Crimson Tide football news. That being in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham. And we appreciate you guys, the passionate Crimson Tide fans, for checking us out on today. We've got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss. Another Alabama linebacker in the transfer portal. Could this be Nick Saban making some room for the potential of Henry Toa Toa? A A lot to get into, a lot to discuss right now. We're happy to have you guys in here. We're bringing you the show on YouTube. Speaking of a channel, go ahead right now. Give a thumbs up. Give a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button. Turn those notifications on. So that way, you can have the best in news, notes, and arts and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Not only, though, do we have you on YouTube, but we got you covered here. Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media getting you the number one form of getting you the coverage for your Crimson Tide. And as always, the show brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you haven't done so, go ahead right now and get you that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and that tradition, that pageantry in owning and or dominating the fourth quarter. So check them out right now, WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Also, gotta shout out my man John Ivory one time in that production studio doing his thug thizzle, his thing on the ones and twos as he does each and every time we're able to bring you this show. Gotta shout out the man here, John Ivory in the building. And on top of this, also Todd Nation, the Daily Super Chat Go, $75 Daily Super Chat Go. You guys have been fantastic. Love your energy, love your passion, love the appreciation that you have for us and bringing you your Crimson Tide football coverage. But got a great show planned for you guys tonight, a little bit later on in the show. We got two outstanding guests coming on. Former Alabama safety Justin Woodall, who played from 2006 to 09 on that 09 National Championship team. He's coming on to talk Malachi Moore, Jaquincy, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and also what does he expect for this upcoming season for the Crimson Tide defensively. Behind him, we got my man Chris Franklin, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles for NewJerseyNews.com, with Carson Wentz being traded. Is it Jalen Hurts time in Philly? Is it Jalen Hurts time in the city of brotherly love? going to be awesome to talk with Chris Franklin about that. And also, we're going to get a chance to hear from you, the fans. 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. But we start tonight's show off with 
another Alabama linebacker entering the transfer portal, following behind one Ben Davis. There is one Brandon Alecajo. Cajo put his name in the portal on today. He made it known via his social media on Twitter. And uh, could this be a situation where Nick Saban is really going after Henry Toa I feel like this looks like a situation where Saban sees there is somebody in this graduate transfer, in this NCAA transfer portal that could really be beneficial to Alabama. When you talk Toa Toa, I know a lot of you as fans, there's kind of a, a push and pull when you bring his name up because some of you feel like let's give somebody that's already on the roster an opportunity to be dynamic, whether it's a Jalen Moody or a Shane Lee or a DeMoy Kennedy or a Jackson Braddon or even one of these incoming freshmen in a Deontay Lawson or a Ian Jackson, somebody that's already here and enrolled on the roster being loyal to those guys. And while I understand that and there's nothing wrong with that, when you have a guy that has the experience that Toa Toa has, a two-year starter at Tennessee, played in 23 career games. We're looking at 148 tackles, 15 tackles for loss. Just huge, huge massive production. And also keep in mind, Alabama wanted this young man in the 2019 recruiting cycle. There have been a couple of recruits that Nick Saban has had his eye on that at first he did not get. He wanted Nolan Smith. Doesn't get Nolan Smith. He goes to Georgia. Saban wanted N'Kobe Dean at linebacker. Pushed for him hard. Didn't get him. He goes to Georgia. Saban wanted Justin Ross, the big-time wide receiver at six foot four. Pushed for him hard. Bama doesn't get him. He goes to Clemson. And Alabama also wanted Henry Toa Toa in the 2019 recruiting cycle. Pushed for him hard. Doesn't get him. He ends up at Tennessee, but this is one of those moments where you could get somebody back that you always wanted. It's almost like, you know, for my fellas out there, the girl that got away, you, you always wanted this woman. She was fine. She was bad. She was hot, and you always wanted her, but she was the one that kind of got away. Now you have a chance to get her back. Or for my ladies out there, this was the brother that got away. You got a chance to possibly win him back. So in the event, here's Coach Saban in terms of Alabama football. He went after. He wanted Toa Toa. On the 2019 recruiting cycle, doesn't get him. He goes to Tennessee to hook up with Jeremy Pruitt. But now here's an opportunity for Alabama Crimson Tide and Coach Saban to pull the young man out of the portal. Now, Caho has put his name in, and uh, this is somebody of whom, coming from uh, the state of uh, Nevada here, he was going to go to Washington in the 2018 recruiting trail, recruiting cycle, but chose to not pursue that, to come to Alabama late in the cycle. And he actually gave the Crimson Tide a top five signing class, uh, ranking up, well, going in at the number five spot. And uh, we know him as a dynamic special teams player. Caho, he, he breaks the shield, he blocks punts, he covers kicks, just a really all-around dynamic special teams player. And uh, for quite a while now, we've been wanting to see that parlay into him being dominant on defense at the linebacker position. It's just unfortunate that he has never 
really, I guess, panned out to be that inside backer that you can put out there on the field. He can tear the sideline up. He can shoot the gaps. He can stuff the run. He can affect the passing game as far as sacking quarterbacks, batting passes down, flushing the quarterback out of the pocket. He's never really sort of materialized to being that type of guy. I mean, we even go back to last year when there were moments where Dylan Moses struggling here and there, and uh, you know Nick Saban, Coach Saban never pulled Moses Moses out of the game to replace him with Kaho, or even in the situation against Arkansas where Christian Harris got hurt, and uh, he could have put Kaho in in that situation, but Saban chose to go with Jalen Moody, and Moody went out there, the young man from South Carolina, and he cracked some heads. He went out there, made some hits, made some big tackles, forced a fumble was a big-time impact player against the Razorbacks. So, Cajos had some situations where he could have really shown the coaching staff what he could do, what he's all about, and, and, dis- and displaying, I can do more than just special teams. But regardless of that, has put his name in the portal. So, we're looking at trying to see where does Caho go to from here. But I look at this right here. If Alabama could have an inside linebacker tandem on the field with Kaho, not Kaho, but with Toa Toa and Christian Harris, I don't I don't think people are really understanding how marquee this would be here. For Alabama to have Christian Harris and Henry Toa Toa on the field together, people thought that Mac Wilson and Ben Davis would be the reincarnation of uh, Courtney Upshaw and Donta Hightower. People thought that Mac Wilson and Ben Davis would be that reincarnation, but you look at Christian Harris and Henry Toa this could be the reincarnation. Like this could literally be what Ben Davis and Mac Wilson could have been. This could actually be the real deal right here with Christian Harris and Toa Toa. Here's why. Harris already has the capability to blitz off the blitz off the side and attack the quarterback and and shoot through the gaps, stuff the running back in the backfield, create those negative plays as well as we saw Christian Harris in the CFP, the college football playoff, sink back into coverage and create that interception off Ian Book of Notre Dame. So we've already seen Harris's ability to hit the sidelines, to have the lateral quickness to break on the ball in pass coverage and also be able to blitz there at that linebacker position. But you pair a Toa Toa with him, somebody who's got insanely high football IQ, once again, big experience in the SEC coming over from Tennessee. He's played 23 career games, two full years of experience there. And you would also get a guy that's a huge locker room guy, great team guy, great personality, character to put within that locker room. And with already knowing what you have in Christopher Allen as your strong side linebacker. He comes back from having 13 tackles for loss, six sacks a season to go, and then Will, the Terminator Anderson of whom last season, this brother right here, all he did was have 52 tackles, 10 and a half of those for loss, seven sacks, eight quarterback hurries, just an absolute menace there on the field. You bring in a Toa Toa with Christian Harris, Will Anderson, Christopher Allen, you're basically telling your defense, hey, we're winning solely, we're, we're winning football games with defense in the upcoming season. You bring in a Henry Toa Toa, 
You're literally telling Pete Golding, Pete, we got all the talent here for you right now. You got to put it into play. You got to put it in the action as the defensive coordinator. But we got all the talent here for you right here on this on this defense, especially if you can grab a Toa Toa out of the portal. And, uh, and, and I've mentioned this before. When you look at all the pieces that you have to replace offensively, you're replacing a number one quarterback in Mac Jones. You're replacing a number one running back in Najee Harris. You're replacing two number one receivers in Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. You're replacing three starting offensive linemen. You're replacing an offensive coordinator in Steve Sarkeesian and four other offensive coaches. Now, I'm not saying that Bill O'Brien is not going gonna, is gonna to not jail in Tuscaloosa, he will jail. He will work. He will be able to do what he's got to do to make sure the offense pops. But let's just say, for example here, that it may take the offense a little bit longer to get its seen legs under him. It may take the offense a little bit longer to really find the right pieces to work together and put, put them together and have that well-oiled machine come together. It may take a week or two. It may take a couple of games into the season to get that fine-tune and get that set in stone. And while it may take a couple of games, there you would have the defense that could really win you some football games, keep you in strong situations, not give up a lot of points, not give up a lot of yards, and keep you anchored as an offense is making its way in. So Toa Toa makes a lot of sense here if you are the Crimson Tide, if you're Coach Saban. Now, once again, there's no new news about him at this point. Going back to in April, the NCAA is going to be voting on the one-time transfer rule. Should the one-time rule be favorably done and it gets passed, then you look at Saban has to now go to the SEC, working with Commissioner Sankey and trying to make sure we can get Toa Toa cleared to play immediately because that's the main thing. He doesn't want to transfer and then having to sit out a year. He wants to transfer, be immediately eligible to play, and be able to have that one year to play and then pursue the NFL draft after that. So as we continue to get more news on the Toa Toa situation, we will pass it along with we'll pass it along to you guys. But right now, Alakaho in the in the transfer portal. He made it known today via his social media on Twitter. Would have loved to have seen him materialize and grow into being a big time inside linebacker for the tie, but wish him the best as he is in the portal. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. Just getting you started here on a Friday. Upon our return, we go to the phone calls to take your calls, your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions on tie football. How are you feeling out there? We get a dialogue with you, the fans, right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and 
Ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we're back into the action here, folks, from the break on a Friday, number one form for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get to the phone lines to take your calls, call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, the family, that being the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358, but got to give some love to Jimmy Clay, Jimmy the Batman Clay, starting us off with that $25 donation via the Super Chats. Appreciate the love there coming from our own Jimmy Clay. Getting us started with that $75 Super Chat gold, that daily goal of $75. Jimmy Clay getting us started off with that right now. But we take our first call of the evening. You are live on the show. What's going on? Hi, it's Brendan from Tampa. What's going on, Brandon, from Tampa? What's happening, man? Nothing much. I called a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a long time, so I thought I might stop in. Absolutely. What's, what's on your mind right now? Um, so I'm, this might be a bit of old news, but um, Robert Gillespie to hire. So you know how they have such a big running back room? And um, in North Carolina, they had, like, the best running back duo. I think both of them had north of 1,000 yards that season, both running backs. So do you think that we'll see – we won't see, like, just Brian Robinson like we did with Najee Harris last year, how we saw Najee Harris take almost all of the load. But do you think we'll see, like, um, uh, Robinson um, and Kamar Wheaton and all of the um, – recruits in the running back room? I think I think Alabama's going to look to use everybody. I think Bama's going to try to keep everybody. It wants to keep everybody. Brian Robinson will be the will be the main back. He'll be the featured back. I want to see what Jace McClellan can do uh, as a sophomore. He, he was big as a freshman. Keenan Robinson's back, and he's bulked up his body. He now looks like an SEC back. And then you got Trey Sanders coming back off of an off of an injury there. So I think Alabama's going to look to use all the backs. The key is going to be Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. How much will Bill O'Brien be able to balance it out along with Robert Gillespie? But I feel like they'll be able to use the bags that they want, they want to try to keep everybody. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate that call there coming in from Tampa starting off the show. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on, Stephen? What's going on? How you feel today? Man, I'm feeling great, man. It's Friday, feeling well, doing well. How you how you doing right now? I'm doing good. Listen, I would just want to say to all the football players at Alabama, they have to be patient. If you look at Quentin Williams, Christian Barmore, Mac Jones, these players stayed in an elite system. They developed their bodies. Even Jalen Hurt, when he was 
demoted to second string. He stuck with the system. These players, when they enter the transfer portal, they're forgotten about. They go to a subpar team, and you really never hear from them again. Be patient. Develop your body. Develop your skills. You'll get your shot. What's your word on that? I got I like what you're saying there, but at the same time, we're also living in a day and age where these young men, they want to play. And uh, we're living in a social media age where they come in and you have all the fans behind them, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever form of social media is being used. A lot of these young men come to come to Alabama and come to college in general with all of this fanfare. So they feel like, I got to play now. If I can't play now, then all of the momentum that I've built up coming from high school is going to die down, it's going to die off, and uh, people are not going to recognize who I am or what I am as a player. But while I understand what you're saying, because you're saying that come in, put your head down, work, show yourself, that, that, that the coaching staff will know that, you know, this guy is the real deal. You know, prove yourself, and as long as you prove yourself and the coaching staff see you putting the work in, then you're going to get your time. And I agree with that, but just in today's day of college football, these young men, you know, impatient, they want to play now. Question before you go to your next caller. Name one player that entered the portal besides Jalen Hurt because we know his situation with – Tua, name one player that entered the portal now that we know went to another college in the NFL and became a star in that college that we recognize. As of right now, aside from Jalen Hurts, uh, none. You got a good point. None. I mean, hopefully Jerome Ford becomes the second guy because he left Alabama to go to Cincinnati, and he's having some success right now with the Bearcats. But aside from Jalen Hurts, none. Good point. Right. All right. Thanks, brother, and good luck on your show. And I'll uh, talk uh, well, to you later. Also, well, Al- Alvin Kamara did, but Kamara was only at Alabama. Kamara was at Alabama for one year, and then went to Tennessee, and then went to the NFL. So, if, if, for Bama fans that claim Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara would be in there. Okay. Okay. But you see the point I'm making. Alabama yeah, I, I is such a high-profile team. It's such a high-profile uh, organization. Even just being a part of that fraternity will get you more recognition sometimes, even if you get on the field for, let's say, a quarter or two and you show what you can do. NFL scouts know talent when they see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate that call right there coming in here to in my own words, just talking about, you know, guys that you got to be able to wait your time, be able to push and show the coaching staff that you can play here at Alabama. Just showing that patience there. But we take our next call of the evening. You are live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Steven, it's Junior from Hudson City, Alabama. How you doing? Junior, what's happening with you, man? Hey, man, do you think, um, uh, 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 Bear Bryant, grandson, would transfer if he don't get the job this year? Ooh, that that is a good question. I I don't see Paul. I don't see Paul Tyson transferring. I don't see Paul Tyson transferring. And and th- this is the one thing that I always have brought up on the show. People feel like I hate Bryce Young. I don't hate Bryce Young. I've never been a Bryce Young hater. I've always talked about the talent that he has, the ability that he has, the tools that he has. I've always 
I've always brought him up with the utmost compliments. Now, the reason why I talk more of Tyson is because he's the one that people are sleeping on. He's the one that not many people are giving enough credit to because when you watch him play coming out of high school, he was big time at here at Trustville. We're looking at more than 6,500 passing yards. We're talking 69 touchdowns, 13 picks. When I watch his tape, I'm seeing four different NFL quarterbacks when I watch Paul Tyson's tape. The young man is absolutely the real deal. And, yes, he's Paul Bryant's great-grandson, but his game takes you bigger than just him being Paul Bryant's uh, great-grandson. So, to me, I don't see him transferring. I, I think pa- I think Tyson's going to make this battle a lot more interesting than what people realize. But appreciate that call coming from Junior right there. Appreciate that call from Junior. I mean, I, I look at – I think Paul Tyson's going to make this way more interesting than what folks give him credit for. And this is why we need spring football. I'm just ready for Coach Saban and this program to drop the schedule, release the schedule so I can coordinate the schedule and I can get out here to some practices because we, we need to see some spring football right now. But topic number one here – or. Fun call topic here as you guys are continuing to get your calls in, 205-448-1358, the number to call in, 205-448-1358. As much as I am a huge football fan, I've been a basketball fan since I was 12 years old. I've been an Alabama men's basketball fan since I was 12, and uh, Nate Oates, Nate Oates got a contract extension on yesterday, to which I say, Greg Byrne, way to go. Greg Byrne, as the athletics director for the University of Alabama, where to go? Nate Oates' contract has been extended through 2026 to 2027. That salary has been bumped up to $3.225 million. And Nate Oates is worth every penny of it. $3.225 million for Nate Oates and this team, 17-5 and on the year, 12-1 and in SEC play. It's got a chance to win the SEC, uh, win the conference outright, as well as it's got a chance to win the conference tournament, make it to the NCAA tournament. I've told people this. All I want is the Sweet 16 for Bama men's basketball. That's it. All I want is the Sweet 16. If we get past that, I've already told my folks, bury me in the backyard. Dig, Dig a hole in the backyard. Bury me in the backyard. I will greatly go into cardiac arrest. Bury your boy in the backyard if Bama goes further than the Sweet 16 in men's basketball. Because I, I've been a basketball fan since I was a kid, and I just want to see this team make a deep run there in the tournament. But congrats to Nate Oates, though. He deserves that extension. Once again, that goes to 2026, 2027, $3.225 million. Proud of Nate Oates there for that extension. But before we take our next break, we got a shout-out. It looks like this is Delvin Molden. Delvin Molden, that $5 donation with the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there from Delvin Molden, that $5 donation via the Super Chat, showing us the love here at TDA. We're going to take a break here. Upon our return, we will dive back into the phone lines to take your calls for Tide Nation. We'll be right back after this. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now. 
now. You don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we are rolling back in here from the break on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And right now, we're going to go over to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up one of our two huge guests on this evening. The first one, a former Alabama safety played from 2006 to 09, was a leader, I'm telling you, leader on that 09 BCS National Championship team and SEC title team. My man, Justin Woodall. Justin, welcome back to the show, man. How you feeling? Man, how you doing, man? Just got done working, man. Little baseball sessions, man, going on. Just got done. Got a number one trainer in the room here. Justin Woodall joining us here live via the In My Own Words hotline. So, Justin, you look at this upcoming season starting off in the spring, and the first guy I got to bring up to you, a young man you know very well, and that's none other than Mr. Malachi Moore, who came in last year as a freshman and completely dominated. I mean, people felt like he would do well, but a lot of people didn't feel like he would be, you know, this good, this fast in terms of, the way he played, the energy, the aggressiveness, the attention to detail. You know, a, a freshman All-American, a freshman All-SEC uh, player in the 2020 campaign. But my question to you is, c- could you see him being somebody that can even uh, be an outside corner? He- he's a great player in, this, in that slot, that nickel, that star role. But you know how Coach Saban loves to get all of his best athletes on the field could you see Malachi even becoming maybe a guy that if Alabama wanted him to be a physical outside island corner, could Malachi do that? Um, yes, he's he's um he's very versatile. I even I can even put him at safety. He's gonna be physical. But on the island, I think um with him not having to play star, you know what I'm saying, I think you gotta think more playing the star position and uh him playing corner, I think he get to play a little faster. You know what I'm saying, and uh, he's 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 pretty good on the outside. He showed that in uh, in high school, and I think he could do it in college. Now going through that system, and he understand that system that system more. And I I think he'll he'll play to his defense, and he I think he'll be fine on the island if he do have to move out there. But I think he could. 
Now, Justin, there, there's a lot of similarities here that, that's come out between he being Malachi Moore and Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka came in as a freshman in 2015. He started off in that star role and bounced to different positions, but safety was the biggest spot here for Malachi. In trying to, I guess, answer the comparisons to Minka, what's the next step for Moore as he enters his sophomore year? What's the next step for him? Well, really, really trying to trying to grasp, really, really get a hold on that playbook. I think he got a good grasp being being a freshman, but 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 really dissecting that playbook to be able to play fast and put everybody else in in position because I think he can be that type of leader that anybody else need help on that defense to get in position. I I, I think he can do that, and that's gonna help him play faster. And for me, you know what I'm saying, keeping up with his speed and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying, but um, but also getting healthy and all that stuff. But I think he, I think he, he, he's gonna be fine, man. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got former Alabama defensive back safety Justin Woodall on the In My Own Words Hotline play from 2006 to 09, a big leader on that 09 national championship and SEC title team. Justin, another young man that you are working with is Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, the five-star in this recent signing class. And fans are really excited. They're really happy about what can this young man do he was gifted playing at Pinson Valley High School but what can he do for the Crimson Tide he is an early enrollee playing you know this spring uh, how quickly or how fast do you see him potentially having an impact in the secondary what sets Kool-Aid apart what makes him tick oh uh, with with me when I see Kool-Aid is the athletic athleticism jumps off the board the ball skills jump off the board so, talent-wise, I think he has all the talent in the world to go in and play early. Now it's all, what up, big guy. Now it's all about how can I, how can I learn this system, and how can I get get stronger and be able to play with those guys that's already been there. So now, it's, to me, it's going to be weight room playbook for me. If if he's good with the weight room and the playbook, I think he can play early. You know, uh, for me. So if his if his brain can dissect that playbook, like like I think he can, I think he he, he can play early and get and get stronger because he's a lanky guy, you know what I'm saying. So and, and get hit that weight room hard. I think he can play play as a true freshman. Now you bring up the complexity of the playbook, Justin, and you played under Nick Saban. You played for him, so you know how complex he is as a head coach. So so keeping it right there. What will be the biggest challenge for Kume? Because once again, he comes in, all the anticipation, all the hype, all the expectation. What's going to be the biggest challenge for Kool-Aid in kind of blocking out some of that outside noise and really focusing on, okay, now let's, let's just let me play my game here. What's the biggest challenge for him? Me, the, the, the biggest challenge is shoot, playbook. Again, to me, because talent-wise, he got it all. I don't care, offensive side, defensive side. For me, it's going to be learning concepts and understanding football at this level because high school level, you can't get set back because they don't teach, they don't put his throw as much at you. But at the, at, the, at the college level, learning those concepts, the faster you can learn the concepts of Coach Saban's system, the, the faster you're able to play. So, and he likes people that play fast and know what they're doing. So if he can pick that playbook up, 
I think he can he can play early if he and, and if he stays healthy. Last one here from RN. We got Justin Woodall on the phone line. Justin, what do you expect to see from this year's Alabama defense? I know in the last couple of years it's been good, not great, not stellar, not up to the Bama standard, but with so many guys returning here for the campaign in the fall, what do you expect to see from Bama's defense? Oh well, this upcoming year, I think I think I think we get back to the Bama defense. I think you get to you, you get to see the old Bama defense. We got a lot of young guys, but not young that played a lot last year, and I think that's gonna uh, gonna help a lot. And we got some older guys coming back, and I think they're gonna gel gel perfect. We got somebody in the middle that's been there for for a look, for two years now, and I think he starts he's starting to gel. And but um, DBs, we we're gonna be some veterans back there. So I think I think I think you're gonna see a real good Alabama defense this year. I don't think you'll see the one we saw last year, even though they they picked it up in the in the middle of the season. We started to start to play a whole lot better, but I think the whole year we're gonna play we're gonna play good this year. He's Justin Woodall, ladies and gentlemen, former Alabama safety play from 2006 to 2009, one of the biggest leaders on that 09 national championship team. Join this live here on In My Own Words on a Friday. Justin, you stay safe out there. Be good. We appreciate it, brother. No problem. Absolutely. Justin Woodall there on the phone lines training the likes of Malachi Moore, Jaquincy McKinstry, among other guys that are looking to come to Alabama as well. Woodall does an outstanding job. But to go from him to now, we bring on our next guest who covers the Philadelphia Eagles for the NewJerseyNews.com, my man Chris Franklin. Chris, what is the pulse up there in the city of brotherly love right now? It is a lot of craziness going on, especially with that trade, man. It's been a, it's been a crazy time up here, and especially with the snow and people shuttered in with this all going on. It's, it's, it's a little powder keg going on right now, man. So it's a lot of craziness right now in Philly. So you brought the trade here. That's the big news of the week. Carson Wentz dealt away to the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Eagles are expected to get a third-round pick in this in this draft right here. And, of course, a conditional second-round pick in the 2022 draft, which could be a first-round pick, seeing how it may go there. But Jay, So Carson, Carson Wentz is out. Jalen Hurts, is it Jalen Hurts' time in Philly? Is it now the moment where the organization, the franchise, they give him the keys to the Maserati? Are, are they now sold on Jalen Hurts being the guy there, Chris? I'll start with my opinion. I think that he is the guy that can go ahead and lead this team. I think he's shown flashes that he's able to go ahead and move the ball down the field and as you guys know down there, that they're able to go ahead. He's able to use his legs and improvise, and he's also shown that he can be a good leader. I mean, he's going to go ahead and he's going to take a lot of receivers down to practice with him in Houston. I believe it's going to be the next month to go ahead to get that chemistry and then build that camaraderie, which I think is important. However, there are inklings, especially with the Eagles having the sixth overall pick, they may start to look at a guy, start to do their due diligence and looking to see if a guy like Ohio State Justin Fields, if you have a uh, if you have a BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson, if he go, he he falls to them, it, they may they may seriously consider drafting a guy. Personally, I don't think they need to because they have a lot of issues. They they still need help at cornerback. I mean, uh, Patrick Stein is definitely on their board right now, along with Caleb Farley, and also Devonta. I think they need wide receiver, and uh, Devonta Smith could be an option as well, too, and Jamar Chase. So it's going to definitely depend on how this draft board feels, but they're. 
looking at potentially bringing another quarterback. But uh, if if I was the Eagles, I wouldn't look at it taking on the first round pick. They have to go ahead and let Jalen Hurts go ahead and grow into the role. Now, Chris, no, no, no. What what could be keeping Philadelphia from going? All in on Jalen because you mentioned it, and I watched him play. You know this past season when he got it, when he got into the game, uh, he brought a lot of energy, he brought a lot of effort to the team, a lot of excitement to the team. He made plays. There were two games against Arizona and Dallas where he put up over 300 yards passing. So the tools are there, the potential is there, but what's sort of keeping Philly from really going all in on Jalen Hurts being the guy? Some, there are some concerns when it comes to his accuracy, when it came to his accuracy, especially when it came to the long ball. He's worked on his mechanics a little bit well, and he's improved on that as well. And I think there's a lot of people that are concerned about that last game against Washington, the way he played. We went seven for 20. Granted, it was behind a makeshift offensive line, and a lot, a lot of the normal players were uh, sidelined for that game. But I think that still is lingering around in some people's mind. And also, you have a new head coach, Dick Sirianni, who's coming from the Indianapolis Colts, and he said that every position is going to be up for a competition. So I think he's going to, and he even said that when Wentz was here with in Philadelphia, he even said that it could be a competition between those two. And it's from the way it sounds like it's going to be a, even if they bring up a veteran, a veteran guy, Jeremy, like a Tyrod Taylor, like a Joe Flacco to go ahead and just go ahead and bring him in and compete. I think he wants to have, he wants to bring that competitive spirit to there. So there's, there's some things I think the team is, is are a little bit worried about it with him when it comes to that accuracy aspect of it. But uh, for, from for now, it looks like, though, especially with their salary cap issues, it looks like he may be the guy going forward. If you're just tuning into the show right now, we got Chris Franklin on the line covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NewJerseyNews.com here on the Amal Awards Hotline. So, Chris, just posting the fans right now because the fans in Philly – this is a very prideful bunch, a prideful group. They like they're the Rocky Balboa type. They're tough. They eat that. They, they eat the steak tough. They drink the cold beer. Like they, they want a fighter, a guy with some thick skin. It's you got to win the fans to be in Philadelphia. You, you got to win that fan base over. And um, what what, ha, what what has been the feeling of the fans with Carson being traded? Jalen Hurts potentially at this point being the guy. What's the feeling of the fans right now? It's it's pretty much split. I think everybody realized that Wentz was on his way out, especially with him not talking, especially when he came to the report, <laughs> Adam Schefter's report saying that he may not have been talking to uh, Doug Peterson for about eight, nine, ten weeks <laughs> during the season. So I think everybody got that sense that he was leaving. I mean, Right just before I came on there, Carson Wentz posted a, a farewell letter thanking Philadelphia. So I think there's there's still some people. I think he still likes the city a little bit, but I think that a lot of people had grew tired about what was going on, especially with what was going on. And especially in the city, a lot of people like the backup quarterback. I mean, you see what happened with Nick Foles, and you see what happened with Jalen Hurts when he came in, and people were clamoring for Jalen Hurts when he and he was inserted. So. I think the biggest thing people are upset with right now was the compensation as well. Uh, think, especially, it looks like it's going to be a first round pick in 2022, especially if, if the Colts make the playoffs and he only has to play 70% or he plays 75% of the snaps. So it looks like he's going. the Eagles are going to get that pick. But I think people are frustrated more with general manager Howie Roseman with how the team has looked. There's a lot of veteran, a lot of veterans on here. They're $40 million over a salary cap. 
And the draft picks that they made the last year have not panned out the way that they hoped for. I mean, they took Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. Previous year, they took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside instead of D.K. Metcalf. So it's, I think more a lot of that frustration is geared now towards general manager Howie Roseman. Well, hopefully Jalen Hurts will be able to show the entire, not just Philadelphia, but the NFL as a whole, that he is the guy for this team. He could be one of the faces of the NFL moving forward. But that was the biggest news here of the week with the uh, Eagles deciding to deal. Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis coach, putting him back with Frank Wright. Jalen Hurts, it's Hurts time in Philly. But we got our own uh, Chris Franklin covering the Eagles for NewJerseyNews.com. Join us here on the In My Own Words Hotline. Chris, appreciate you, man. You stay safe. Take care of yourself. Be good, man. You too, man. Thanks for having me on, as always. Absolutely. Enjoy having Chris Franklin on to talk about Jalen Hurts. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does as the starting quarterback of the Eagles. I, I, he, he needs a shot here to run this team because I, I go back to this. He had his first start against New Orleans, against the Saints, had over 200 yards of total offense with one touchdown, won that game 24-21. to There were two games where he had over 300 yards passing against Arizona and Dallas. So the, 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 the talent's there. The ability is there. Can Philadelphia just buy all in? That's the question. I know they have their inklings up. Well, is he accurate enough? Is he precise enough? I'm not sure about Jalen Hurts. If Philly can buy all in because he's tough, he's battle-tested, he's hard-nosed, and those are the type of guys that Philly really kind of rallies itself behind. So we'll see what happens from there. But we take a break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Upon our return, we jump back to the phone lines. We address your phone calls, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns. We talk Crimson Tide with you, the fans, after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. And we are back in from the break here, folks, on a Friday, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine here on a Friday. And before we get into the phone calls and get into announcing some super chats here, got to remind you guys of MyBookie.ag. I just sponsored the TDA, MyBookie.ag. So check this out. You got the skills to pay the bills. You're feeling lucky. You're feeling fortunate. You feel like you can win you some money wagering on the Alabama football games and check out our guys here at mybookie.ag you make the right play today and you sign up at mybookie.ag and when you do you use the promo code TD Alabama 
to get that deposit matched up halfway. We're talking all the way up to a thousand bucks. In the words of my uncle Rail, you cannot beat that with a stick, Shawty. You cannot beat that with a stick. Go to mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. Use the promo code TD Alabama. Get your wagering on. Major sponsor there to Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Couple of super chats to get to right now. How about Jimmy Clay again? Jimmy Clay with that $30 donation. Be the super chats. Appreciate Jimmy, the baddest donator in the land. Clay helping us out here right now. Also, Spencer Revely dropping in that $5 donation. Appreciate the love there from Spencer and Jimmy Clay helping us out here. As always, Tide Nation, that $75 super chat. The daily goal right there, $75 super chat. We have Appreciate the passion, the love, the support of you guys making this your show for Alabama football news. But right now, we go back to the phone lines to take your calls. 205-448-1358. The number to call in, 205-448-1358. And if I believe this is the man of the Blue Ridge Gang, is this Senator Hines? Senator, is this you calling you in, already man? Know, bro. You already know, bro. You know. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Doing well, man. How you feeling? I'm doing pretty good, man. I was on the road when the show kicked off today, so I called in early to get in the queue and just listen. But, man, a lot of great content tonight, man. Um, So many things I wanted to touch on, just, just riding and listening and wanting to respond in the chat, but I couldn't text and drive. So for all my Blue Wrench gang Gotta and all my safe, chat, man. man. Got to be safe. Yeah, I, that's that's why I wasn't in there, y'all. So don't don't beat me up too bad. But um, yeah, man. Uh, just the last topic you were talking about with the the linebackers, man. The linebacker situation with uh, Ali Kaho leaving. Um, I'm I'm going to be one of the ones that's going to be the the uh, devil's advocate and say um, next man up. You know, I don't know if that's a bad thing because you know we re- we we only got to see him you know make a few plays on. Um, special teams this year, but we did see the the flashes of talent when he did get you know a few reps, a few mop up reps. We saw flashes, but um, my question, like you said earlier, there were times where you know he had the opportunity to go in. Uh, Christian Harris went out Arkansas game, and then uh, uh, even Dylan Moses when he had to go out for a few uh, a few reps in one game. Like uh, where where was? Ali Kaho, you know, where where was he? Where was his chance? He was supposed to be the smartest one in the linebacker room behind Harris and uh, Moses. You know, that was the word that was being put out from multiple outlets. So um, I, I believe they are making room for uh, Toa Toa. And I also believe that a lot of the uh, freshman linebackers that signed um, in this previous class um, are going to come in and be able to fill those uh, those. Uh, backup inside linebacker duties um, just based off their talent, man. Um, you got guys like Kendra Blackshear coming in. You got uh, – what's my guy's name? Uh, dang. Uh, we were just talking about it. I want to say Braswell, Quinn Braswell. I think that's his name is. Now, Bra- um, that- now Braswell's going to be an outside guy. Oh, they put – okay, okay. See, I thought they had moved him inside. That's why he didn't play much um, last season. I thought they was – switching them inside but He's I guess still I got my guys mixed up. okay but yeah man I mean you just got uh, we got deep linebacker talent and you think about the, the build and the type of guys we like to put out there in the middle um, especially the way Saban likes to have guys that are rangy 
Um, could Kaho keep could Kaho be consistently um able to do that? You know, moving into this transition year in that part of the defense, and I think that's where the coaching staff is starting to see they need to go ahead and make that push for Toa Toa. You got the SEC experience. Um, how quick can he adjust to the to the system? He has Christian Harris to help him and Jalen Moody to help him. You know, so um, I, I I say it's a good thing for us. Um, you know, kind of gets that off of the staff's mind when this guy going to wake up. But overall, man, Alabama football is trucking. I like the the, the signing of the coach from Texas too, the DB coach. Um, people look at those stats from when he was at Texas. You got to remember, Texas is in the Big Twelve. Um, Big Twelve had the highest percentage of pass plays in uh, college football football for the past twelve years. So somebody's going to get beat. Everybody's going to get beat or have a secondary look like they're getting beat. But that guy knows how to develop defensive backs. You look at the guys that came out of Texas in the past five years, four years, pretty decent guys. And we bring in the actual talent, five-star, four-star talent for him to coach. And then he gets a chance to help develop under Nick Saban with another, with, with more uh, experienced coaching around him. So he just has to focus on doing his job, you know. So um, – I, I just don't see how people can fix their mouth to say that Alabama football is falling off or any of that. But that's all I wanted to do, man. That was my small rant for this good old Friday, man. Oh, one more thing, Steven. Wish your boy luck, man. My 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 little adult flag football team I play for, we in the championship, man. Okay, let's uh, go then. Yeah, your boy be back there slinging them things like Tua used to be back there <laughs> slinging coconuts, man. I threw six touchdowns last game, so trying to go out here and turn up for, for, the, for the fam and for the team, so – Y'all, y'all, y'all wish your boy some good luck, man. And Rose Hot to all my family. TDA, I love y'all, man. I'm going to pay y'all next week. You know what I'm saying? I got y'all next week. You know, child support hit this month. So I'm going to get y'all next week when I ain't got no child support. And we out here, baby. I'm out, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate the call that coming from, coming from Senator. He's getting ready for that flag football game. They wish him well there on that endeavor. We take, our call, take another call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, it's me again. I have one question. Go ahead. Where do you think, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, where do you think he's going to go? Oh, we got an NFL question about the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Man, I don't see him leaving Green Bay. If he left, though, that's a tough question. Because San Francisco could use him. Uh, let's see here. Man, that, that, that is a tough – you know what? I'm a – I'm gonna put a pin in that one. I'm gonna put a pin in that one, and I'm um I'm gonna put a pin in that one. You know, you've gave me something to think about. I'm I'm gonna think about that, and I'm gonna answer that question next time. Cause that's a good question. I'm gonna answer that question next time. I appreciate that call, right? That's that's hard, man. I like Aaron Rodgers too. I mean, we gonna take our next call here. We go. We take our call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? This is Stephen M. Smith. How's it going? Going well on yourself. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, a couple of things here. Uh, talking about the quarterback, um, I don't know, but I might be wrong here, but if, if this guy, Tyson, picks up a good practice every now and then, I think he's going to get the job. I'm not anti-Bryce, you know. I think the kid is all right. He seems to be a very good quarterback. But uh, I don't know. I got this weird feeling that uh, Tyson – guy who's going to be the one. Uh, the other thing is not too concerned about Ali Cajo 
uh, transferring. Uh, you know, he's had his chances. And listen, if the other guy from Tennessee is around, uh, you know, if you have, he just can't, cannot pass on talent. If he, if he can bring him in, uh, you have to do it. You know, it's just, if he's available, I mean, you can get that guy. You know, if, if, if Alabama doesn't get him, he's going to go somewhere else. And he's a very good, he's, you know, if, if he were to pick between those two guys, you got to go with the other guy, Phil Uh He's a, he's an outstanding linebacker. And, and one, one quick thing before I go, um, I was, I was glued to my TV when you and the other guy were doing the uh, recruiting cycle. And by the way, congrats on that show. You, you, you guys did a great show that day, man. Outstanding. And, uh, but I only have one, one complaint here, if I may. Is that okay? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was grilling my chicken. I was, having a, I was, I was on a scale from one to ten. I was close to an eight. And, and you guys made it such a great show that guess what happened? I burned my chicken because of you and the other guy making such a great show. So the way I see it, you owe me money, Stephen. I, I, my chicken got burned and the vegetables got burned because you guys put up a great show and I totally forgot about the food. That's the only complaint I got. And it was, it, was, it was a great show. You guys did an outstanding uh, show that day, recruiting-wise. You kept us all informed, so I stayed the entire show watching you guys. Appreciate it. I mean, uh, the recruiting show that was all that that was more that was more Justin Smith than me. I mean, Justin does a, a great job covering these young men on the recruiting trail. So, got to give a lot of credit to Justin. Uh, and I watched you and the other guy that day. That was uh, was was in January, I think. Whatever that was, I watched it. It was great. You were there anyway. But any congrats on your show, man. You're doing an outstanding job. Keep everybody informed, and uh, I appreciate what you do, and the other guys too, of course. And uh, it's, it's great talking to you, man. You have, you have a good weekend, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to fit, just to answer his question there, for Kaho, I mean, I wish the best for Kaho. I would have loved to have seen him be great at Alabama, but it is what it is. If you can get a Henry Toa get him. I mean, this is a guy that's got huge experience in the SEC, two years. Like you, you can't put a price on having SEC experience. You either have it or you don't. And I understand some people will say, well, he comes from Tennessee, so he would have to learn Nick Saban's system. Well, Jeremy Pruitt was the defensive coordinator at Tennessee, or not, or the head coach of Tennessee. So how much different is Pruitt's defense from Saban's defense just seeing how Pruitt came from Saban? Now, I understand the, the, there's the word terminology may be different, word jargon may be different, different terms may be different, but – the concepts are basically the same, so there's not much, there's not much learning that Toa Toa would have to do. And then, last but not least, when you look at the quarterbacks, I like Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young has the potential to be really, really good. I like Paul Tyson. I think Paul Tyson's the real deal. And then we've had people say, "Don't sleep on Jalen Milrow," which once again, I'm waiting, Nick Saban. When you drop this schedule for the spring, we gotta get out here and check out some of these spring practices because this is one spring where we gotta see these players, we gotta see these athletes to see, you know, who's the real deal for real on the football field. But we got another super chat here. 
can, can we put some water on Jimmy Clay? Jimmy hot, man. Jimmy is on fire. Another $10 from, for Jimmy Clay. We have met our daily super chat goal of $75. Fans, give yourselves a hand. Y'all have been outstanding. Can somebody please put some water on Jimmy Clay? Jimmy is on absolute fire right now. But 205-448-1358 for number to call in. But we're going to get to a quick topic here before we go to the break. And the quick topic goes to, I believe it goes to, I think it goes to Jay Belay. Yeah, Jay Belay, the DB coach. So the question for Coach Jay Belay is what will be the biggest challenge for him as the cornerbacks coach replacing Carl Scott? Carl Scott came in in 2018 and had to retool a completely different secondary because he comes in, has to replace Minka Fitzpatrick, and has to replace Ronnie Harrison and Tony Brown, Anthony Averett, Levi Wallace, those guys. But Carl Scott did a great job as he mentored Trayvon Diggs and Jared Maiden and Xavier McKinney, Deontay Thompson, Patrick Sertan, helped all of those guys have big success. Now, with Valai in here, the big thing for him, the only guy he loses is Sertan. Josh Job is back, Malachi Moore is back, Brian Branch is back, DeMarco Helms is back, Jordan Battle, so much talent is back on this defensive defensive secondary. So if Coach Valai can take this group, have it be the no-fly zone, but it was 2015 to 17. He's got some big things working for him. But what will be the biggest challenge for Coach Valai? I just think it's going to be him being able to put this secondary in spots to be successful. But we take a break here now on the show. Upon our return, we're going to get to a funny conversation involving one Derrick Henry. I mean, he 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 had an answer for the guys from the Bustin' with the Boys podcast and talking about how did Alabama pay him? They paid him with big-time hardware. We'll talk Derrick Henry, his comments, and how, you know, Alabama doesn't have to really jump through hoops to get players. We'll talk some Derrick Henry after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies when you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection. Go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
right, people, people, people. We're back in from the break here on the number one forum for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you right now of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So why am I doing this? This is why I'm doing this. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Tide's national championship, check out our our championship collection merch. Grab you uh, 18 of them things, folk, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts, designs which feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head over to TDAware.com. Do that right now. TDAware.com and go to the collection, go to the championship collection tab and get you that merch today. Copy those t-shirts right now, those hoodies and sweatshirts. And that's helping out Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, uh, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Go copy, go copy those shirts right now. But we get into the interesting topic right here of one Derrick Henry. And this is kind of funny because he was on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast this week, and that podcast features Will Compton and Taylor Lewan, two players for the Tennessee Titans. They're both teammates of, of Derrick Henry. And uh, the question that was brought up was they, they, they were just having some fun with Derrick. They asked him, they were like, so, Derrick, how much were you paid to play at Alabama? How much did Coach Saban give you? Did your parents get a home? Did your parents get a car? How much was that bank? How much was that bank account? Like, what did Alabama give you? What did Coach Saban give you to play at Alabama? And Henry basically said, look, man, I I got paid in rings. Like, I got paid in championships. But check out this clip here. This is Derrick Henry addressing his teammates for the Titans in the Bustin' with the Boys podcast. How much did Bama pay you? I got paid nothing. They paid me in rings, baby. You feel what I'm saying? Paid a lot of money by Bama to go there. I got paid in rings, homie. If we're going to win, put it all on me. And um, and what happened on the Heisman? I'm the dope walker. What'd the bank account look like? Walk, Walter Camp. <laughs> What'd the bank account look like? Oh, yeah, the phone Max, number. Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took home to home a ring. Who in your family got jobs? Say what? Who in your, Who family, in your family got, got jobs? Houses. All those trophies got jobs. They went on this show. <laughs> they went on that show. Those trophies got had their own house. <laughs> had their own. I was Derrick Henry from the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, just having some fun with his teammates for the Tennessee Titans. And um, it's it's crazy how a lot of rival fans, a lot of different programs, they really believe. How is Alabama running a clean program? Like, is Alabama really running a clean program? Like, there's Saban's got to be paying these guys. Like, Tuscaloosa ain't that attractive. What what is causing these players to come to Alabama? There's no way on God's earth that Saban's running a clean program. Like, he, he, he's got to be paying players Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Corvettes. He's got to be pulling up with the cash and the McDonald's bag while everybody's searching Ole Miss and Baylor and all these other programs. Why isn't the NCAA parking the Winnebago outside of Tuscaloosa? Like, why isn't isn't the NCAA going at Nick Saban? I'm going to tell you this right now. So so here we go. So when, when, when teams are not winning consistently, 
when teams are not what are not winning national championships consistently, or teams are not winning conference titles consistently, or teams are not winning recruiting consistently, you you always want to take your shot at the big dog that is winning. It's just like in the music industry, you want to you want to get your name out there. You make diss tracks of the hottest. You make diss tracks against the hottest people out there. Whether you're taking your shot at Drake, or you're taking your shot at Kendrick Lamar, or you're taking your shot at Jay Z, or you're taking your shot at Eminem, which I would not battle rap against any of those guys because those guys would tear me to shreds. But the point, the point being is, you want to be big in the music industry, you take your shot at the guys that are big in the industry to get your name out there. And it's the same thing where a lot of these rival fan bases are concerned. They look at how is Nick Saban recruiting all of these four and five star guys, especially in the last two classes. The 2020 class, when you when you bring in a Bryce Young, and you bring in a Will Anderson, and you bring in a Brian Branch, and, and people are like, how is he doing this? And then this recent class, Alabama brings in a, uh, well, it, it flips JoJo Earl and Keanu Colt from LSU. And LSU fans are like, huh? How? How did he do? Why? What happened? What, 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 how is he doing this? And then you look at, you know, other, you look at the whole state of Texas. Alabama able to get Kendrick Blackshear from Texas, Kamar Wheaton from Texas, the Brock Amar boys from Texas, uh, Jalen Milrow from Texas. Uh, so, seven guys in this recruiting cycle came from the state of Texas, and fans are going, how is Nick pulling these guys from every single state, from every single area? There's got to be a car involved. There's got to be cash money involved. You can't be cleanly recruiting these guys like this. But going back to Derrick Henry and what he mentioned, Alabama is cleanly recruiting these guys like this because Saban does not have to jump through hoops to get these guys. I mean, uh, the, the Alabama brand speaks for itself. When you can just walk into somebody's house and go, hey, I'm Nick Saban, here are the national championships, here's the ring case, here's the trophy case, we got all of these guys that have gone to the NFL draft, we've got all of these guys that have been All-Americans, we've got all of these guys that have done amazing things in their life, do you want to be a part of this? Of course, if you're an 18-year-old kid, you're like, heck yeah, where's the paper? Sign the dotted line, because these young men, they, they want rings, they want championships, they want to go to the NFL. They want to win Heisman trophies and other individual awards, and they know coming to Alabama, I'm going to have the best shot at doing this. I mean, since 2008, Saban has brought in nine top-rated signing classes, nine. From 2011 to 2017, if I'm not mistaken, he had went on a seven-year run of having the number one class. And in 2019, he had the number one class. The 2020 class could have been number one. It came up just short. And in the 2021 class, this class went back for number one. So since 2008, nine straight top-ranked classes he's showing no signs of slowing down Coach Saban is and this is just what happens when you are on top everybody is trying to shoot you down when you're on top when you're running the gamut when you're running the league that is college football everybody looks at you everybody looks at you to go how can we offset Alabama how can we offset Coach Saban I mean um, we've seen where they've taken the traditional signing period and they've split it to two different signing periods and Saban's been able to uh, maneuver with that. We've seen where they've looked at, okay, we can pull 
Saban's coaches from him, and maybe that will stop him in recruiting. Will Saban is able to bounce back with coaches from the NFL. He'll pull coaches from the NFL. He'll pull coaches from other college programs and bring them in as assistants. So with every roadblock that has faced him, he's been able to maneuver it. He's been able to finesse it. He's been able to continue to keep himself on top of the game. But I just thought that was just funny there from the Busting with the Boys podcast, just hearing Taylor Lewan and, and Will Compton ask Derrick Henry, hey, man, how much were you paid? How much did Nick Saban give you? How much did the Crimson Tide offer you? And Derrick Henry, just so cool, man. Look at my hands. But they paid me in ring shouting. Like, they paid me with national championships. I didn't get no money, but I got this hardware. And now – Derrick Henry is one of Derrick Henry's the best back in the NFL, and he's been the best back for the last two years. But as always, Todd Nation, you want the best in news, notes, and coverage here on your favorite program. You can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I will be back on Monday continuing the conversation that is Thai football. As always, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you want to cop the print magazine that's coming soon, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join. You subscribe. You become a subscriber today to touchdownalabama.com to be able to get that copy of the print magazine. Also, you can also get you that four-finger blend necklace four finger bling jewelry courtesy of we own the fourth quarter.com that link will be found in the description as well appreciate you the fans for hitting that daily super chat go of 75 dollars love the passion love the support love the, the joy that you give us here at touchdown alabama magazine as we continue to give you the up-to-date news on crimson type football but as always husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children you know what you're supposed to do do the right thing the legitimate thing to not be bored get you those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you till next time folks spending my own words 